0: Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Johnny Venerable Brock, on a flipping loaded Tuesday of news and information pertaining to the Arizona Cardinals and what may come to be Brock, the <laughs> next head coach of this franchise. And I, I think we got to start. With the ex Falcon current defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, Dan Quinn, who probably right now is in Phoenix, in Tempe, meeting with Michael Bidwell and Company.
1: Yeah, are they eating their steaks with a fork and knife? I will, uh, I do not eat my Snickers with a fork and knife. Arizona animal, that is false. I can. I can actually, I can confirm that I do not do that, but as far as Dan Quinn, are they going to be out at stake 44 where they used to wine and dine their old candidates or is the new Michael Bidwill has he found a new restaurant to take his candidates and free agents, draft prospects that he wants to court? I don't know, but Dan Quinn, as far as I'm concerned, great coordinator, one of the best coordinators in the NFL, but he's not a head coach, in my opinion. We've seen oh, that man. play out. I think there's a ceiling to it. I like that the Arizona Cardinals are interviewing him. I think that this is really just kind of the first interview, right? They messaged yeah. each other. They swiped right on each other, right? They're
0: on aim. They're on this aim. This is
1: the first date. This is the first date. I know they said second interview because he had a pretty much a fire drill Zoom meeting type thing on Saturday before his game on Sunday, but I'm not buying too much into it. That was just kind of... That was just pleasantries and just seeing if they wanted to move forward with this. And apparently they did. But as far as legitimate candidate, say right now, I just don't think Dan Quinn is a legitimate candidate for this head coaching job with the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Can I just say this? Dan Quinn can be one of both two things can be true. He's not our favorite candidate, but we like that they're playing in the sandbox, the sandbox of the elite Candidates for these jobs. Dan Quinn turned away opportunities last year, wanted to go back to Dallas. It's presumed he's going to take a job if it's offered to him this hiring cycle. So I like that we're playing in the Peyton sandbox that we're going to get to. They attempted to meet with D'Amico. Obviously, they're meeting with Dan Quinn. Like these are the elites, these are the blue chippers in this coaching cycle. Now, some are higher, you know, thought of than others. You know, Jim Harbaugh has removed his name, but this is not, with all due respect, Vance Joseph and Frank Wright. This is this is a guy who took it to San Francisco and company in their building, held them to what 19 points, and his team lost. Right. Uh the defense has been on fire since he took over what in 2021. He's a great defensive coordinator. And also, and I put this out on Twitter, he knows the division, right? He knows Kyle Shanahan, clearly. Great mm-hmm. game plan over the weekend. And he knows Pete Carroll because he was on the staff that won the Super Bowl. With the Legion of Boom and Company, I don't know his relationship with Sean McVay. I would imagine he's had success at one time or another, and he did go to a Super Bowl with Atlanta. Everybody wants yeah. to point to Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan runs the ball in the second half. Dan Quinn's a Super Bowl-winning head coach, so I just I don't want to. I'm higher on Dan Quinn than you. Is he my first candidate? No, but I would put him on the same level as Brian Flores. My I don't want level. to.
1: I don't want to poo-poo Dan dan quinn head coaching candidate I, i'm not trying you to are you're that. pooping think, all over it to start well, no no the th- there's a difference here it's who i want and then who's available and, and who are you know legitimate candidates here and i think dan quinn absolutely deserves an interview and absolutely should be a head coach going forward but i believe in a, that there's a ceiling there and i think that michael bidwell moving off of cliff kingsbury earlier this offseason first chance he got black monday morning He fired Cliff Kingsbury and sent a message to the Arizona Cardinals fan base that they're not going to settle for a ceiling of mediocrity. And I think Dan Quinn is a level up from Cliff Kingsbury, no doubt about it. He's a level up, but he also has a ceiling.
0: You just answered your own question. Is he an improvement on Cliff Kingsbury? Because We're not looking for an
1: improvement on Cliff Kingsbury. We're, we're, th- what Michael Bidwell said is he's looking for the best coach possible for the franchise, and I don't think Dan Quinn is that. Dan Quinn, in his final couple seasons okay. with Atlanta, 14-23, and 23, right? without Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator, and a major part of being a successful head coach in this league is playing with a lead and putting away teams, and he simply couldn't do that as a head coach. You can blame the OC, but at the end of the day, it falls on the shoulders of the head coach. And he couldn't do that. Dan Quinn's Falcons teams, Johnny, they blew leads of 25 in the Super Bowl, 28 to 3. We all know that number. He blew a 20-point lead to the Dallas Cowboys in the regular season, and he blew a lead of 17 points three separate times. That's just not getting it done. When it comes down to it, when it comes to crunch time and salting away games, Dan Quinn's teams couldn't do that. That's his ceiling. Great coordinator. He's a good head coach. I, th- I hope the Arizona Cardinals' sites are a little bit bigger than Dan Quinn. A little bit bigger for a team that was just four and thirteen right now. That it's part look of the at Latin the candidates the that NFL. are available.
0: That's what I'm saying. Well, they're interviewing those candidates. He's You're part right. of that group. He's in the set. He's in the tier. He belongs in this tier. And it's it's great that they're interviewing him and not settling for some of these lesser candidates. This this they're not interviewing Frank Wright again today because Dan Quinn could be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. He could be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He could go to a bunch of different teams. The Cardinals should be in that mix. bow. let me just be frank about something. Dan Quinn in his first run as a head coach went to a Super Bowl, And so I would imagine after his stint with Dallas, he's going to be, a, why do we give Brian Flores, including myself, the benefit of the doubt that he's going to be a better head coach the second time around. I love the idea of, of doubling down on these coaches <laughs> that have had success once upon a time, for whatever reason, it flamed out a little bit. I mean, real success. Brian Flores and Dan Quinn had real success. Cliff Kingsbury, we know, last season was a farce. It was not who he is. It was a flash in the pan. So now I I, I would rather reinvest. Yes, there are hot candidates every year. But as our buddy Benjamin Albright on the show said, there's a big difference between being a hot coordinator and being a head coach. And I've seen Dan Quinn cultivate a locker room in route to the Super Bowl. Now, you can make an argument. So did Ken Wisenhunt once upon a time. And he took another job. What was it with the Chargers? Maybe the Titans? That didn't work out so well. So is he a Ken Wizenhunt or is he one of these coaches that get better and better every time they get opportunities and they gain experience? He is not my first candidate. I think I might want Brian Flores ahead of him, frankly. But yes, I, I like, I like. Okay, I like. Don't tell me what I should do. <laughs> I like that they're in these. Dis- I like that they're in these discussions, and I also I saw a lot of meh on social media today. It's like guys. It's it, D'Amico Ryans, I'm going to put it to you bluntly, is not going to be the head coach of the Cardinals. That's my opinion. The Cardinals had their window to talk to D'Amico Ryans. They fucked it up. And they and by all accounts, Benjamin Albright and company, he, he's going to be the head coach of the Houston Texans or the Denver Broncos, or he's not going to be a head coach this hiring cycle. You guys can throw eggs at me if the Cardinals get an interview next week and I'll wave the white flag. Yeah. D'Amico Ryans is not coming here. They blew that. So if we're if we're contextualizing it now and saying okay what are the who are the major players because we talked about it on Sunday's audio only podcast it was like Brian Flores and then there were no sleepers well here right. are some sleepers everybody wake up for some sleepers Sean Payton and now Dan Quinn in Arizona meet with Michael Bidwill Monty
1: Asinford we have to take that seriously. I just think I think Dan Quinn is the equivalent of settling for the Arizona Cardinals. I no, think it's the, not. Yes, no, it is. Not. I like is. I understand. I get your point. I absolutely get your point that you know it, he's he's a solid candidate, but he shouldn't be the guy given who's available. And if it's not D'Amico Rhines, there's I would still take. Dan Quinn over Brian Flores in this what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league because Brian Flores has been far more successful than Dan Quinn was at the end of his tenure as the Atlanta Falcons head coach. Dan Quinn was just not... He wasn't competitive. I think it was a perfect storm of Dan Quinn getting there, being a different voice, being able to lead that defense, and he got peak Matt Ryan, peak Julio Jones. He got Kyle Shanahan after a weird stint because after his dad got fired in Washington and he was looking for work and he fell fell into the lap of the Atlanta Falcons. It was just a perfect storm to kind of set off Dan Quinn's coaching tenure and then he fell apart. He went seven and nine. He went seven and nine, and then he went zero oh and five, and then he was done. He couldn't. He couldn't keep leads. He couldn't put games away, even with more talent on his roster. I mean, that's just. That's not. I, I. I like that he's in the conversation. You should interview a guy like Dan Quinn. But for all I'm concerned, he can go and reunite with Russell Wilson. They were together in Seattle at one point, in Denver, and they can go live happily ever after in third place for the next four to five years.
0: I watched Cooper Rush win games for Dallas this year, and it wasn't because of the offense that got it done. It was the defense that kept their season alive. And I would argue, listen, I like a lot of their players, but, like, outside of Micah Parsons, I don't think they have legitimate elite defensive personnel on the defense. Trayvon Diggs had, like,
1: 87 interceptions last year.
0: (laughs) He got burned. Like, like, uh, he's a great player, okay? Yes. But their, their unit, I would say, is pretty comparable to what Arizona has. Now, Arizona doesn't have a Micah Parsons, but I, I don't I don't think Dallas is that much more talented defensively than Arizona. I think they're much better, coach, significantly better. Whereas I look at a San Francisco and they got elite players up and down, and that's not an indictment of D'Amico Ryan's. Listen, I think we're both saying the same thing here in, in different ways. I mean, you're Who wrong, we, and I'm right. Well, no, <laughs> we like Dan Quinn. We like that
1: he's in the I mix. like him. He's not a choice, him.
0: but we like him. Right.
1: Right. Who do we love? Who I'm friend zoning him. I'm gonna friend zone Dan Quinn. I don't I don't want to have a serious relationship with him. Look, as far as like are they major players for Dan Quinn and the Arizona Cardinals major players for Dan Quinn? Yes, no. yes they are. No, yes, they he's are. an impressive candidate. He looks great on paper. He probably interviews well. Everybody seems to want to have a second interview with him. He's a level up from Cliff Kingsbury, but he's not the highest level. When you have candidates out there like Sean Payton, you still have to have those conversations. I just don't. I'm not buying that this is a sign that he's a significant candidate for the Arizona Cardinals head coaching vacancy. He made enough of an impression on that Zoom call, albeit 60 minutes Saturday,
0: and then the performance that they gave out on Sunday. That the Cardinals said, "You right there. We want to get you in Arizona. Come and we're going to wine and dine you. Give us four hours of your time. We're going to we're going to get the whole come spiel." On. It, Listen,
1: they we had talked to about in, it. Were interviewing on a shot clock and they just they figured out that, they, look, we can ha, we can further this conversation. How Let's have a meal of look food at this, together? Let's sit across at... from each other, see if we can continue to have this conversation. And, you know, that's fine. Have a true conversation with Dan Quinn in person at stake 44, wherever it may be. That's great. But I'm not about to go throw some shackles down on the DraftKings Sportsbook app for Dan Quinn at plus twelve hundred uh, to bet to be the next hey now, Cardinals head coach. Some of you need to
0: understand, and by some of you I mean Bo. last week's interviews <laughs> were not real. They weren't real interviews. The interviews are starting this week. Whether you want to call it the first round or the second round, Brian Flores meeting with the Cardinals yesterday, real interview. Dan Quinn today doubling down, real interview. Uh, a guy by the name of Sean Payton in, in the house in Arizona on Thursday, real yeah. interview. The major players are playing this week. With all due respect to our guy Averro last week, and uh, Aaron Glenn with the uh, Detroit Lions on Saturday, and Frank Wright, and Mance Joseph, it was almost just like that was spring training, that was batting practice for the for the big show. Get ready for the big dance because these are these are the major players right now, and we're going to talk about Sean Payton here in a second. But Bo just mentioned it, the DraftKings Sportsbook app—it's where it's at. Unfortunately, you can't bet on the Cardinals in the conference championship game, but you can get future head coaching odds. Right now, the favorite to become the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, plus 115, Brian Flores, Sean Payton up to 250. If you want to dabble on that and more, check out DraftKings with PHNX. The two conference championship games are in route. Only a few more shots, guys, to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, counting down Ladies and gentlemen, the Super Bowl 57 here in the desert. New customers can bet just $5, get $200 in free bets instantly if you do. You don't have to win. You can bet the spread, the money line, what have you. Five bucks. Chiefs, Bengals, Niners, God forbid, the Eagles. If you're a new customer, promo code PHNX, $200 in free bets instantly. That's only with DraftKings, only with promo code PHNX.
1: Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details, Bo. If Dan Quinn becomes the next head coach, the Arizona Cardinals, I'll chug not one, but two beers at our next last Wednesday at Four Peaks. Tomorrow is our last Wednesday of January. We're restarting this thing. We're excited to get back out there to the 8th Street in Tempe. Four Peaks Brewery have some of our favorite beers, the Kilt Lifter, the Wow. You got the Wow Wheat for three bucks. Just say that you're hanging out with the PHX crew and then come hang out with us. Let's talk about this Arizona Cardinals head coaching vacancy. Claycomb 91, I'll tell you why I'm not all in on Quinn as a legit candidate, as I've been saying for most of the show. Come see us out at Four Peaks, have a beer with us, have some chicken tennies or some of their other delicious menu items at Four Peaks. you got to check it out for yourself. Check it out online as well, fourpeaks.com, and check out their new beers as well, the Recreational Juice. It's Dank IPA, or their new beer, the Staycation Super Juicy IPA, getting you ready for this summer when you're going to be sticking around and just uh, taking on the heat but cooling yourself off with a juicy, super juicy IPA. Last Wednesdays are back here for the PHNX crew and yourself. Join us at the H Street Pub on January 25th tomorrow. All our shows are going to be live in person throughout the day. $3 beer specials. Come say hi. Talk cards football with us as long as you'd like to. Tomorrow at Four Peaks, H Street and Tempe. Everybody, when they come out to Four Peaks and they they talk to us, they always tell me, Johnny, I thought you
0: were going to be shorter. And they tell Bo, I thought you were going to be taller. So that's those are fun conversations that we like to have. But come out. Let's have a good time. Ramping it back up this offseason. Juicy fun at Four Peaks. Juicy fun on the Twitter streets this morning, Bo Brock, with relation to candidate numero uno, Sean Payton via Benjamin Albright, who covers the NFL and the Denver Broncos, posting this. On Twitter today, quote, from everything I've heard, it doesn't appear Sean Payton has much of a market. The jobs he wanted didn't open outside of Denver. We'll see about AZ. There has not been much interest, strong possibility he goes back to TV. But then, Bo, he follows up with this. I'm going to read this off of my notes here. Quote, with all the stuff flying around today about Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos, I would say this. About the Broncos and Sean Payton. With Sean Payton not having a scheduled in-person interview, it would suggest that the Broncos' focus is elsewhere at this time. Our guy Howard Balzer, of course, broke the news yesterday that Peyton was coming to Arizona on Thursday to meet with Sean Payton. then doubled down after our show and said, not only was that happening, but hey, folks in Denver, pump the brakes. That interview is delayed, inevitably postponed, albeit maybe canceled. Sean Payton is not going to connect with the Denver Broncos this week. Maybe talks have kind of fizzered out. Which means, Bo Brock, the only thing left standing on this schedule with Sean Payton is a trip to the Valley on
1: Thursday. Stars are aligning, aren't they? The stars well, are aligning. Well, well. Walmart well, well, is well. taking their their khakis and their blue light specials and Get their your slogan "The Save franchise Money Lives Better" and here. they're taking it. And they're going to hire Dan Quinn, and they're going to live in mediocrity, and they're going to have one of the longest postseason droughts continue with their washed quarterback and their defensive coordinator head coach. Go ahead and do it. It's it's curious. I'm curious to think, you know, did our guy Howard Balzer and his breaking of that news, mm-hmm. did it torpedo talks between Sean Payton and, and the Denver Broncos? Were they Did they feel slighted that he was willing to talk to the Cardinals? Because they they probably feel like, okay – we're negotiating against ourselves right now. It, it doesn't seem to be anybody else in the conversation right now. It's still You could still find it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app that I believe he's minus 125 to be the next That'll head change. coach of the Broncos, right? Yeah. Uh, now those odds shifted back in favor of the Cardinals as well. I think I last saw he was plus 250 yeah. for, to become the next Cardinals head coach. So not a whole lot of people know where he's going, but the odds continue to kind of uh, vary a little bit with Sean Payton and his where he could potentially coach next year. But it feels like Michael Bidwell might have slow played himself into a pretty good spot here. Uh, You know, I mean, worst case scenario, Sean Payton goes back to TV. You didn't miss out on the biggest fish as far as the coaching candidates go. Or you could potentially get him as your next head coach and kind of taking your franchise quarterback and getting him back on track in Kyler Murray.
0: Like everybody spitting out, like a hyperbole, this narrative that, well, you couldn't have any executives in place. Cause you want Sean to pick everybody. I've been of the mindset. Like maybe if you wanted one singular guy, that would have been the right move, but I feel like they're, they're best equipped now to court Sean on Thursday, Dave Sears, a guy with a lot of success in Detroit, a lengthy resume in the NFL. Of course, Monty Austin for the new GM, as much as I like Michael Bidwell and his ability to write fat checks. I want football people in front of Sean Payton, To convince him, we know what we're doing. Please help us. Let's win a championship here. Not Michael Bidwell by himself. And I feel like that's a deterrent right now with Denver. These Walmart people, these new owners, yes, they've got a lot of cash. But listen, at the end of the day, it's going to be $25 million wherever he goes. It's about winning championships. He wants to get into the Hall of Fame. You think his best route into the Hall of Fame and trying to win another Super Bowl is entering a division with Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes and the gauntlet of AFC quarterbacks. Do you see the quarterback play in the NFC this year? It's Brock fucking Purdy, right? It's all. It's Daniel Jones won a playoff game. Uh, right. He knows the NFC, and supposedly Carolina. Like that was due diligence. Seems like they're kind of out of Sean Payton right now. Mm-hmm. We could be forty-eight hours away from this tide turning completely in favor of the Arizona Cardinals, assuming the compensation isn't a problem, and it sounds like it's not because you get to this point. There's an understanding from Michael Bidwell and company like, yeah, we got to give up draft picks. Yeah, we know how much Sean is asking for with his salary. I, I wonder if this was purposely done by Bidwell and company and Sean Payton. Like, let me vet everybody else first. I'll come to you last. Give me your best offer, your best pitch. Let's see right. if we can work something out. I mean, it, you've got to feel about as optimistic as you felt as a Cardinal fan if you want Sean Payton. Then, but even before when this the search even started, because we've we've avoided all these landmines of like, is Brandon Staley going to get fired? Is Sean McVay going to walk away? What's going on with Mike McCarthy? Turns out none of that happened. And then now apparently the Denver Broncos, there there's reports now people around the NFL are leaking this out. Like Russell Wilson is washed. You're going to hitch your wagon to a quarterback. Like listen, Kyler Murray's not perfect, but he's not damaged goods. He's going to be back next year, and he's in his mid twenties. And it's the NFC. You're going to hit your wagon to an expensive, older player in Russell Wilson. You got Colin Cowherd today who talks with Sean Payton, like him or not, completely flipping his tone saying, I passed on the Denver Broncos. So you've got to feel at least semi-optimistic that Thursday
1: you've got a shot to make an impression. Absolutely. I mean, we were the way that they were evaluating Russell Wilson at the end of last season was, oh, he made a pretty couple good throws here. It was like how we evaluated Josh Rose in his rookie season. Yeah. There, there wasn't like a full game's worth of film where you're like, yeah. oh, there's Russ. There's the guy that we recognize from all those years in Seattle. No. And we're seeing for a second straight offseason that the Denver Broncos in this ownership that we keep on being told is steady instead yeah. of that they just have deep pockets that they kind of just get schooled in the NFL. This is the NFL. This isn't Walmart. This isn't, you know, right. big superstores. This is the NFL, and they're chewing them up, and they're spitting them out, and they thought that they were the only team and only that was going to be uh, courting Sean Payton. And Payton's group, they they knew that. So they, they, they had to conjure up something. And where we were sitting here last week at this time saying, where's the Payton interview? What's yeah. happening here? And it's the same thing. It's from the departed, like, In the Scorsese film with Leonardo DiCaprio, how do you spot a cop? You just ask him. He says he's not a cop. Like, that was the Arizona Cardinals, right? They were just kind of – they were just waiting for their opportunity. They're letting the Denver Broncos kind of get the headlines for all last week. But like you said, this is the week. This is where the interviews are ramping up. This is where you can separate the legitimate candidates from the the pretenders out there. And the Arizona Cardinals can very well make themselves the legit – Maybe top seed contender for Sean Payton services in 2023 on Thursday. You you would ra-
0: remember the Ken Wisenhunt, uh, Peyton Manning sweepstakes and the Cardinals were one of the first teams to meet with Peyton, but it wasn't until the end when Peyton got in house with John Elway and they sealed the deal and they were one of the last people, the last organizations to meet with Peyton Manning. You're of the benefit to be last in line. Sean Payton now has no remaining interviews with teams outside of Thursday. Right, Carolina, and we're going to talk about this. Bo and I are going to give our predictions of what we think is going to go down in our next segment. Carolina, the favorite is Stan Ste or uh, Sean Stetchen or uh, the the Shane. Eagles' offensive coach Shane Stetchen. Yeah, butchered mm-hmm. his name three times. The offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right, Mike Kafka is getting multiple interviews there. Like Sean Payton, I think a lot of teams now. The the longer this goes on, the easier it is for teams and fans because we've seen it to talk themselves out of Sean Payton. Sean Payton, I think, had a lot of glitz and glamour in November and December. And then as these teams meet with other candidates and they look at their resume and they say, "Hey, you did a lot of good stuff this year, and you're mm-hmm. free in terms of draft compensation, and we don't we have to pay you a fraction of what we pay Sean Payton." It's easy to to walk back commitments. And I saw in the chat, Bo and I were texting about this off air. The Saints have overplayed their hand. Yeah. They have They have butchered this. This went from maybe a day two pick to multiple ones and twos. Get, get the hell out of here with that. Right. No one is paying you that. Sean's compensation is taken care of. It's not our money. Pay him whatever he needs. Let him go to work. But the Saints mystery team garbage that Diana Rossini, who I believe, you know, believes this because she was told this of ESPN saying that there's a team out there just waiting. No, there's not. There's five teams (laughs) with openings. No one else is getting fired. McCarthy's safe. Nothing. This is just the Saints attempting to drum up, as we saw from our guy Benjamin Albright, to drum up a market for for Sean
1: Payton that could only be, after Thursday, Cardinals are bust. I just don't. Know. I see in the chat, and everybody's killing it. But I see, you know, he has become such a polarizing name from this fan base, and and they get scared off by the sticker price for Sean Payton. But look, the Cardinals can negotiate this thing. And, and yes. to your point, as far as them overplaying this hand brutally, I mean, it's at the end of the day, the best head coach for Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals to expedite a rebuild and find their way out of the last place in the NFC West and contending with these teams that are coached by Pete Carroll and and Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay is, is Sean Payton. I mean, that's, that's your best option. That remains your best option. And you start to figure out, you know, what's realistic compensation because, you know, if, if, if the Broncos go ahead and hire somebody between now and the end of the week, they're out of the picture. And Mickey Loomis and Jeff Ireland and the brass there in New Orleans know that it's either they, if, if Sean Payton wants to coach this season, you can't hold him hostage. This was a guy that did, wonders unbelievable things in a city that needed it for close to two decades you can't hold him hostage because you want to capitalize as much as you possibly can plus and many people have admitted this like next year it becomes a completely different conversation he's under contract through 2024 but if he hits the open market again next year you pretty much get nothing it's you strike now and you try to get as much as you can. If it's like a second or third, that's fine, or a future first, that's great. And if you're a Cardinals fan, what I, I don't th- I think that's a simple answer. If you can get a coach the caliber of Sean Payton, you'd do it.
0: Um, Sean Payton's spending these picks too. So he's not setting up the Cardinals or right. whomever in a position to be, yeah, guys, my ego's so big, you guys need to give up three ones, and then I'm gonna come take over the team. No, that's not how this is gonna go. If Sean Payton has a banger of an interview Thursday. We're going to fast forward and Friday morning he meets with his family, he meets with his wife and his kids and he says, "I'm a, I'm going to take the job with the Arizona Cardinals." He calls up Mickey Loomis in the ownership for the Saints and says, "Make a deal with the Cardinals. I'm going to I'm going to take the job." And what are the Saints going to do? No. You either do that or he's going and he says, "I'm going back to Fox. I don't like the Broncos. Right. I don't like I didn't get a good vibe from the Panthers. This is the job I want. Get what you can for me." I appreciate everything. Write a thank you note. He'll be in the Ring of Honor. What are, what are the Saints going to do? The Cardinals are going to know from Sean Payton that they're his team and he's their guy. So you like you try to save face and you get you know maybe a first next year or two and a two whatever, but it's just like these. If you wait, you get less. It's it's common common practice. Yeah. The Saints are already cashing these these draft picks before they get them. They, right. The fan base there. It's just like guys. They're not pitting these teams against each other. The Saints, everything that you read in the media on Twitter streets, this is the Saints trying to drum up interest that's not there. And it's Sean's decision at the end of the day.
1: Right. It absolutely is. What do you think that Denver is balking at as far as Sean Payton? You think it was the asking price as far as draft pick compensation? It's it's the price tag year to year, what his salary would be, 20 to 25 million?
0: I wonder if Sean just wasn't overly interested with them. And in an effort to save face, he is allowing them to say, you know what? We're not interested in you. Because Benjamin Albright on his Twitter said that the ownership, like Sean, the football people want Dan Quinn, right? The players there, a lot of them want Dan Quinn. Russell wants Sean Payton because he wants his (laughs) career saved. But I like when stuff gets out, guys, it's out on purpose. They want it to get out. And Mm -hmm. everything today has been damage control. When Sean Payton cancels the interview, The Broncos are out there telling everybody today, no, 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 we're just, we don't love him. We like him, but we're doing our due diligence, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. My guess is Sean met with them. Initially was going to meet with them again and said, you know what? Why am I wasting my time now? That could change. Mm -hmm. But I, I think Dan Quinn is destined, even with his interview today, to be the next head coach of that team. He was a finalist last year. They foolishly picked Nathaniel Hackett. They wanted to go the sexy coordinator route. And or for for an offensive guy, they thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers, so they bring in one of his position coaches. The I I think Dan Quinn is going to be the next head head coach of the the Denver Broncos. So then it just becomes Sean, do you want to coach next year or do you want to go back to TV? Because yeah. if you coach in Arizona, unlike Denver, you can bring in Vic
1: Fangio, right? Yeah, you could. And that, I mean, that would be huge. What, what Fangio could do with this defense, with the, the the pieces already in place, and what Sean could do with the offense, 10 of his 16 seasons or 15 seasons, because he had to sit out the one year because of Bounty Gate. Uh, it was a top 10 offense. I mean, he what he does offensively, his game plans and the way that he works with quarterbacks, he worked obviously with Drew Brees and was able to work with guys like Teddy Bridgewater and Jameis Winston at the end of his tenure in New Orleans, I mean... It, those guys haven't had better success in their careers before that. So you, you, I think you still have to keep that, that idea open that Sean Payton, what he could do and get this offense and Kyler Murray back on track is what you really want from your next head coach. Because other than that, you're looking at a bunch of solid leaders, right? Guys more with defensive backgrounds. And then you really have to figure out and do your homework on who's going to be the offensive guy to, to help, get Kyler Murray back on track because that becomes just as important as who your head coach is. I saw
0: a comment earlier. I guess Tom Pelissero from NFL Network put out a, a report saying that Avero and Frank Wright and Aaron Glenn are all still in a mix in the mix for the Cardinal job. They're not. They're not getting this job. At least I. that's not what I believe. I, Frank Wright is interviewing for OC jobs. If he comes here, maybe he's Brian Flores' his offensive coordinator. Avero is not ready to be a head coach, presumably and Aaron Glenn's defense was almost as bad as Vance Joseph's. That's not going to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. If the Cardinals offer Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn's accepting the job. If the Cardinals offer Brian Flores, Brian Flores is accepting the job. They've got legitimate candidates fallbacks if they aren't able to lure Sean Payton or if they don't want Sean Payton after Thursday. And if he goes to the Denver If he goes to the Denver Broncos, Bol Brock, and something turns around and it is a leverage play, people who don't want Dan Quinn, you better you better buckle up because I think that becomes increasingly likely if Dan Quinn doesn't end up in Denver that he couldn't end up in Arizona because he's he's not turning down a job two years in a row, especially with Dallas. I mean, Dallas is maxed out. I think this 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 roster that they have, they're paying um, Dak a bunch of money. They got to rework Zeke's contract, cut him out right. They're going to try to fill holes like I don't think Dan Quinn could have a better resume after two years than what he's done. No. In Dallas so if if after especially we'd use the Byron left example all the time you got to go get a job so if he gets passed over like
1: he's taken the Cardinal job I guarantee
0: it I, he wouldn't interview with them if he wasn't interested
1: I don't yeah I don't doubt that at all it, it it's it's a great point as far as but as far as the Cardinals candidates go uh still in in the belief that it would have to be not a doomsday scenario, but you're right. If he doesn't get the Broncos job, if Peyton, the betting favorite, ends up going to Denver, then mm-hmm. yeah. then And then, then you've got Dan Quinn. It, it's weird because you've every draft season, you've got guys that you tab as can't miss, top five, top 10 draft picks that are waiting in the green room in the 20s, yeah. right? There's guys that people just didn't think about that organizations view differently. And we're going to see probably – one or two of these can't-miss head coaching candidates of this coordinator crop or guys that were that have coached before that aren't going to be co- head coaches of teams next year. I don't know if it's Dan Quinn. I don't know if it's D'Amico Ryans. I don't know if it's Sean Payton, but it's very realistic that one or two of those guys is either in their same job that they are this season, next season, or uh, just doing something different, because it just that's just how some of these things work out. Like Some organizations aren't in on these guys and as big on these guys as everybody else is. Good comments in the chat. We uh, encourage you to keep the
0: comments coming. Please like this video. It helps us share around the YouTube, YouTube algorithm. Bucky Bird asking, are you guys concerned that Sean Payton could walk away after three to four years if things don't go well? Record wise, of course, that's always a concern, especially if you give up premium draft capital. What if Kyler Murray and he have a falling out? What if they can't get right. the quarterback right? Uh, that's always a concern. But I think you would rather have that gamble with a guy who has consistently had above 500 records for a franchise that doesn't have enough winning in their history. I, I think again, you can you can lie these candidates, you can play it safe with a Frank Wright and say this guy made the playoffs in the AFC South and blah. Sean Payton, you're 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 hiring Sean Payton and trading for him to to help bring a Super Bowl to right. Arizona. That's well, and
1: doing. also I mean, that like the, the that's what I was cautioning yesterday, where you we were you were joking about it. it's not our money, it's it's Michael Bidwell's money and he's gonna be fine. But it gets a little bit trickier than Cliff Kingsbury, you know, making around seven and a half million when Sean Payton's making the buyout is significantly higher. If if all if shit hits the fan, like if you're paying him twenty to twenty five million a season and it's guaranteed for four years, I mean you're looking at close to a hundred million dollars there in buyouts. So I, that's where that's the huge risk. But I think Payton's worth, you know, obviously that risk with his draft. Hmm.
0: Eryce in the chat has Ryan's rescheduled the Arizona interview. He has not. No, uh, and I would I would just. Caution everybody with the expectations of D'Amico Ryans. It it just, again, I don't have the source. It just feels like that ship has sailed. I would say if you're reading the tea leaves and the writing on the wall, that they didn't prioritize him for whatever reason. I also think there's influence from Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch that, hey, you don't want to go work for the Cardinals, right? You got options. You're going to go work for Houston, who drafted you. Go to the AFC. They probably want him out of the NFC. I I think if you're hoping that D'Amico Ryans is the next head coach of the Cardinals, you're going to be disappointed. Um, and, and it it just, I think there's a better chance that D'Amico Ryans exits this hiring cycle without a job than I think he's the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, which is crazy.
1: I want to debut debut our our graphic real quick while you have a chance of of that. Michael Bidwell is a man of his word and he is casting a large net. (laughs) There it is. There it is. I did some elite Photoshop work by whom... Put that together. That is elite. I, I won't. I won't even. I won't even say that producer Emma put that together because she is way more talented than that. She might quit the show if we tell her. If we say that. <laughs> that that is the our own Bob Rock who who spent all morning neglecting
0: his kid to put that together. <laughs> and, we, and we love him for it. We also love all of you. Underdog Fantasy wants to see you dabbling this weekend ahead of the divisional round, or excuse me, ahead of the conference championship round. Because underdog does daily fantasy sports differently in the sense that you can draft your team against five of your buddies. The highest scoring squad for the night wins that cold hard cash. Or you know, if you're NFL, you don't want to bet against the Niners. You want to watch that game. I don't blame you. All you got to do draft up to six NBA players. Suns are hot. No positional limits. That's it. Cam Johnson, little Chris Paul action. It's fantastic. Pivot off a year-long fantasy. Daily fantasy sports is where it's at. It's where we're at. And we're at underdog fantasy. Like, I don't know, will Chris Paul hit the higher of his assists uh, for the evening? Will DeAndre Ayton hit the higher of his rebounds? Will hopefully Brock Purdy hit the higher of his interceptions on on Sunday? It's super easy to get started, guys. All you got to do, go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, sign up with promo code PHNX, and get this. Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Type in the promo code PHNX, deposit some funds up to $100, and bam, doubling your first deposit up to $100. Bet with that right away. Cash out your original funds. Have a great time. Underdog Fantasy is where it's at. Promo code PHNX. Receive that deposit match and get in on the
1: action today. The Phoenix Suns are heating up. The PHNX Suns podcast is in fuego. Sun's taking on a poverty franchise. Michael Jordan's Charlotte Hornets tonight. Make sure you're checking out our friends, Saul, Espo, the whole crew tonight. As they break down that game, pre-game, and of course their post-game. Also, you got to check out our friends over at OG's Brands. OG's Brands, Arizona's favorite cannabis kitchen. We've got our, you know, casting the net graphic. If you pop an OG's, that thing just goes crazy with the dolphin sounds and the beautiful ocean. If you've got an OG's, if you pop one of those. That's going to be an unbelievable experience. Every experience under OGs is something special. And it's also tailored to what you need. You got it available in the Indica. You got it available in the Sativa. And they've got a brand new flavor coming out. The official Strawberries and Cream is hitting shelves soon. Always, you can find them at your local dispensary, but I highly encourage you to check it out at ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. You got some of the best flavor op- options available. You got all the fruits, the tropicals, you got the watermelons, raspberry, and orange. You got the orange cream sickle, one of their uh, all-time favorites, or you got something that can help you get to sleep and stay asleep. They got their sleep time gummy. It's the aqua berry flavor. Check that out if you're dealing with maybe some insomnia, but Get out there to your local dispensary. Check out everything OG's Brands has to offer. OGsBrands.com. That's OGsBrands.com. And check them out on IG as well. Instagram at OG's Brands.
0: Well, well, well. Let's talk these head coaching openings. And let's give the people in the chat, the people out there, our thoughts, both who the next coach of the Cardinals is going to be amongst these five openings. Last year, there was 10. This year, right now, as of January 24th, There are still five, five alive right now. And here are our official predictions as of today. I will go first. Okay. Drum roll, please. Okay. (laughs) Predicting the five vacant NFL openings. This is my best guess. This isn't what I hope happens. This isn't what I'm wagering on. This is me telling all of you, this is what I think is going to happen. I think Jonathan Gannon is going to be the next head coach of the Houston Texans. They have waited for D'Amico Ryans. I don't think they'll continue to wait. This was the target from the start. They've interviewed him. They're going to interview him again next week. That's already been reported. I think Jonathan Gannon ends up as the next head coach of the Houston Texans, and I think it gets done next week. Speaking of getting done, this can get done sooner rather than later. Even though Jeff Saturday is the favorite right now on DraftKings, Raheem Morris, plus 900, get it now. I heard he blew away Indianapolis Colts ownership, Jim Irsay, and company. I think they want a defensive head coach to go with Chris Ballard. They've gone with the offensive guy, Frank Wright. That did not work out. He can poach the staff of Sean McVay, all those fired or let go coaches. They're just going to congregate to the Colts. And I think in that division, even with Trevor Lawrence, you can win with defense and running the football Then we mentioned it. Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn is going to be the Denver Bronco head coach this time next week. I'm confident on it. I don't think Sean Payton's an option anymore. I think Dan Quinn is the one that they've had their eye on. I think they had a pre-existing love affair with Payton. And then when the talks got serious, compensation, draft picks, maybe Payton's control and clashing with George Patton, the GM there. I think they pivot and they pivot to Quinn. And I, unfortunately, I feel like Quinn today may be a little bit of a leverage play to get an offer from the Denver Broncos. Shane Stetchen is the favorite on DraftKings to be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers. I think that's a done deal. He may interview one more time next week, but I think from the start boat, they have one in an offensive guy. I, Steve Wilkes is still in contention. God love him. But they're not going to hire D'Amico Ryans. If they're not going to hire Steve Wilkes, I don't think they're serious about Sean Payton. I don't think Atlanta or excuse me New Orleans would have any indication of trading him within their own di- conference in their own division. Playing him twice a year, Stay, Shane Steichen makes sense. You go get a quarterback. You pair those two together. Their offense has been fantastic in Philadelphia. And then lastly, until I'm proven otherwise, there's our guy. He was in Arizona yesterday, by all accounts, the first head coach in this really revamped interview process with the team with Monty Austin Ford. Brian Flores, in my opinion, is the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. He is not my fallback option. He is basically 1B to Sean Payton. I love Sean Payton. He's my choice. And this could change. If we get reports and and sources out on Friday that Sean Payton and company had a banger of an interview and he came out impressed, then, then Flores is probably moved. But as of right now, until we have more information on how Thursday goes, Brian Flores, I believe, still is the best fit. For Kyler Murray, for this team that had no accountability, and for this franchise that needs a facelift. And I believe with the combina- combination of Monty Awesome Ford, the revamped draft process with Dave Sears, Will Anderson, and Brian Flores, giddy up. Excited.
1: I hate your list. I really do. And here's why. Because my list, it's like I copied your work and got one wrong on purpose just so we didn't get caught by the teacher. Wow! Four out of five ain't bad. Here's why I went with D'Amico Ryan's for the Houston Texans job. I know that it's it's iffy that he's even going to be available for a second interview with them, but he did interview last Friday with his former organization. But this this the Texans organization is a dumpster fire. I think only to Washington, it's the most dysfunctional franchise in the NFL, but they have that unique VIP access to the hottest newcomer to the NFL head coaching market and D'Amico Ryans. They've got that. It's like your scumbag cousin who knows a guy that can get you into the hottest club in Scottsdale, and the only reason he can get you in there is because he knows somebody, and that's what's the relationship between D'Amico Ryans and the Texans, and that's what could potentially get him as the next head coach there for the Texans. They just kind of fumbled their way into a legit head coach after just being futile for so many years beyond the Bill O'Brien years that fell short at the end after he traded DeAndre Hopkins. But no legit skills or reasons why Ryan should be tied to the Texans' job beyond that. And then you look at the Colts. I mean, good luck. Just cue the circus music with this organization. The Colts could hire, like, a legit coaching candidate, or Jim Irsay could announce that his, like, trusted border collie is going to be the next head coaching for this <laughs> franchise. I mean, it's such a wild card. Like, the most absolute wild card I've seen in a long time is this organization. It could be D'Amico Ryans or Jim Ursay could anoint the reanimated corpse of Johnny Unitas. I don't know. Like, how are of that day? He's going to go with that for the new HC. So the Colts, they'll probably go with, like, a guy like Raheem Morris, a retread on the market, a guy who was there with Tampa for a couple seasons, and then he's made his way back as a, as a pretty well-respected defensive coordinator most recently with the Rams. I think he'll probably end up there. I've seen his name tied to their organization a couple times. And then Dan Quinn, I think that's one of the worst-kept secrets as far as the head coaching candidates. I think he lands in Denver. He'll go reunite with Russell Wilson. They'll end up in third and fourth place for the next three or four seasons, and that's going to be great. And then the Panthers, I got Shane Steichen here for the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. But I think whoever wins this weekend in the NFC between the Eagles and the Niners, I think that's the direction that the Carolina Panthers organization is going to go for their head coach. They want to make a splash. They desperately want to make a splash. I think otherwise they would have stayed with a guy like Steve Wilkes, but instead, they're going to go with the top coordinator from the team that's going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So they'll either go maybe with Ryan's or maybe go with the DC from Philly or OC here from Philly, who's the the betting favorite right now. And then to your point, Brian Flores for the Arizona Cardinals. There's uh, obviously connecting of the dots between him and his relationship with Monty Ozenfort. Obviously, Michael Bidwell loved him the last time he interviewed, and Adrian Wilson reportedly loves Brian Flores. So there's three people right now in the, within the buildings, uh, the, the walls of that building, that really like Brian Flores. And to your point, if, if something happens with Peyton and they pivot to that direction, that'd be great. But I think Flores would be a great consolation prize off the head coaching market for the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Isn't it funny? So first of all, Bo and I didn't know our list at all. No. Uh, and we don't, I mean, we talk regularly, but I, I didn't tell him what to put and vice versa. We came up with these lists on our own. Cause this is generally what we believe is going to happen, but isn't it funny? Like November and December, not everybody, but a lot of people coming at us saying, you're going to get people's hopes up for Sean Payton. And now Sean Payton is literally coming to Arizona to meet with Michael Bidwell, Monty, Austin Ford on Thursday. And we're predicting that Brian Flores is going to be the coach. Like, we want to be not pleasantly surprised. We want to be blown away with a Sean Payton announcement. But we're not going to bank on it until it happens, right? What is it saying? Always the bridesmaid, never the bride, right? We just we assume there's a leverage play at hand, whether it's Fox, whether it's Denver. I hope Michael Bidwell proves us wrong, Bo. Because we have seen over the course of this offseason, he has. He's checking every box. Everything that you wanted from Michael Bidwell, for the most part, he has done. Outside of the little fludge up or fudge up with D'Amico Ryans. But hey, if he gets Sean Payton, and Sean Payton has always been his guy, then in the grand scheme of things, the D'Amico Ryans pairing never really made sense to begin with. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens right now. But I'm going to tell you something else that's interesting. over the combo hard pivot here. Has released their official projections for comp picks this year. Look, mm. comp pick talk here on a Tuesday. What better way than be able to entice Sean Payton with a couple picks coming your way? Uh, for our audio only listeners, Christian Kirk, the highest comp pick available. If you can remember, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, paid Christian Kirk about $5 billion to come play receiver for them. <laughs> so the Cardinals get a third round pick, then Chandler Jones. The fifth round pick from the Las Vegas Raiders. It's the highest fifth round pick. And then all the way at the bottom, how about our guy Chase Edmonds, who was traded midseason from Miami to uh, Denver in that Bradley Chubb trade. Cardinals are set to have three comp picks. Then if you consider the fact they may trade DeAndre Hopkins, who knows they could trade down, even though I wouldn't love that. The Cardinals are, are in a good spot here to re-up and retool and reload in what is supposed to be a loaded draft class. And you're talking about, you have the number three pick. You got a high pick on uh, the beginning of Friday, pick 35. You got two picks now in the third. You got a couple supplemental picks in the fifth and the sixth. They have no seventh rounders. That could change.
1: Give me your thoughts on this quickly. Yeah, I mean, Christian Kirk, it's, it's beautiful, right? Because you thought couple of weeks ago he was going to be one of the guys that was sinking your chances at getting Sean Payton after being a kind of a part of that comeback for the Jaguars against the Chargers but Brandon Staley survived so Christian Kirk he kind of gives back a little bit to his former organization and that's great I mean Monty Osenport is is going to be looking for as many assets as he possibly can have to retool rebuild this Cardinals organization and the fact that you can kind of you're, you're like what do what you what are you left with by letting these guys walk uh, and not trying to secure them. But, you know, Kirk's making an ungodly amount of money, as you pointed out. So is so is a guy like Chandler Jones. It just wasn't, they could have made it work. Jones, it wouldn't have been the smart move. And then Chase Edmonds, who just had kind of a lost season uh, yeah. to get any kind of compensation for that. That's huge for this Arizona Cardinals team. Three picks. I mean, you trade a six-round pick, basically, for Trayvon Mullen. That gets kind of re- put right back into your, draft capital for this season, for this, this draft season. And then you get a, you, you traded away a fifth, I believe for a guy in, in Cody Ford, you get that right yeah. back for Chandler Jones. So you pretty much get a full deck as far plus an extra third, if you're the Arizona Cardinals. So you, you've got some ammo to really do some things here uh, before the draft or whatever money, Oz wants to do with it.
0: Uh, and you said at least a third, I'm going to go on the record right now and I'm going to say they're going to have multiple Day two picks on top of that, because I do think they're going to trade DeAndre Hopkins. However, that gets a little messier, Bo Brock, with the announcement Bill O'Brien is the new offensive coordinator in New England. And uh, we were kind of connecting the dots, among others, that maybe the Patriots, the affinity for Hopkins via Bill Belichick, that would make some sense. DeAndre Hopkins has a no trade clause. He is not approving his trade. To, Houston, or excuse me, to New England to reunite with Bill O'Brien, the guy who ousted him out of Houston and wouldn't pay him his money, uh, you can scratch New England off that list.
1: What do you think the conversation's going to be? I mean, the reports was DeAndre Hopkins was going to meet with Monty Austin for it this week. Yeah. Howard Balster saying that Sean Payton's meeting with Cardinals brass on Thursday. You think they'd meet with DeAndre Hopkins before that? Or you think they meet with him on Friday and say, hey, we had a really good conversation with Sean Payton what do you want to do? Do you want to stick around for this thing? Or do you want to go try to really legitimately contend uh, out of the gates next season? It, it's it's I'm curious to kind of uh, hear what those rep- If we hear any reports coming out of that, the supplemental draft that Marco does not exist any longer. They discontinued it a couple seasons ago. Uh, as, as harsh as this sounds, I don't, I don't
0: think it's up to Deandre Hopkins. I mean, I, yes, he has a no trade clause, but if the Cardinals say, hey, we're going to trade you to X team and they're going to pay you more money, he's going to accept the trade, assuming that they have a competent quarterback situation. I think I think it's up to the head coach and the GM. I think if they connect, or it's up to the GM alone, saying it's just not feasible to pay DeAndre Hopkins. So maybe they're going into these interviews with Dan Quinn, with Sean Payton saying, we're going to trade DeAndre Hopkins and we're going to get you draft picks and we're going to clear up some cap space. Are you okay with that? Do you have any but- stark, he- stark hesitation to that? I maybe, maybe you let Sean weigh in on that because of course he's going to have personnel power. I'm not letting any other candidates weigh in on that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, I've said, I maintain, I think it can be mutually beneficial for both sides. No doubt. Oh about Yeah, it. for With sure. What his number is and what his age is going into age 31. There's an exception to the rule for the most part it's Larry Fitzgerald. And, you know, there've been yeah. some great wide receivers that production fall off and it happens to be around this time. And and nobody is averse to that. So if the Arizona Cardinals can can get some decent value, some probably some pretty high value for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, and, and start to rebuild this thing, Sean Payton doesn't need a top notch wide receiver to run his offense. Now the the defensive coordinators that you're looking at, dependent on who the offensive coordinator is, like you don't yeah. want to obviously create the crutch that that Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals had for far too long with the hop, but uh you, you want to be able to be more versatile offensively than just relying if that you're you have a stack deck as far as offensive line is completely healthy, everybody's good on your playmakers and then your quarterback's completely healthy because we saw the exact opposite of that. And you want to be able to compete when you're not at full strength. And I think that th- you have to start maybe giving away some of your some of your luxuries like an elite wide receiver to to create that type of depth. Well, and just
0: put put the put the sides on two pieces of paper and just say, yes, he's a, he's an elite player and he can help us next September. But he's also missed time each of the last two seasons. He's expensive. He's 31 years old. He was, I think, purposely held out by the team in those final games of the regular season to keep him ready and healthy to pass a physical so they could trade him. I mean, yep. add up all of the clues. And I don't know how you don't come out with the notion that they're going to move him. Jolden Shorts, friend of the program, said they were going to move him. He's Mm -hmm. meeting with the GM. Uh, I think that this meeting is probably like, we're going to try to get the best value for you. And we're going to put you on the best position to go contend, maybe for a Super Bowl or to elevate your already prestigious Hall of Fame level career. And entertain us
1: with a list. Give us a list. Where would you want to go? 100%. 100%. And there was word... Easy. Tennessee, you want to go to Tennessee? I mean, AFC preferably, but who cares? ESPN, Jeremy
0: Fowler had an article, Insider article yesterday or today that basically said that he thought New England could be interested even with Bill O'Brien. That remains to be seen. Tennessee could be interested. And he said a first rounder might be rich, but a second rounder, I'm paraphrasing, is realistic. And I think that that's kind of the ballpark we've been this entire time. New England picks in like the mid 40s. Send that pick and maybe a fourth. Suddenly, you're cooking with gas. With pick thirty-five, a pick in the forties, you're 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 the the top of the third round pick. I mean, these are all these should all be future starters for Sean Payton or Dan Quinn or Brian mm-hmm. Flores or whomever. Because again, we talked about this, and and you're going to have to ship compensation for Payton. That's a that's a that's a great point in the chat. Like you're going to have to sell off some pieces to be able to acquire Sean Payton, but you're not building what you're building now for 2023 in some senses you are and hopefully please God please football gods this rookie class is going to play more than the rookie classes under Steve Kime their first year but you're building this group out you're taking Will Anderson presumably or Jalen Carter to be an ass kicker for the next five to ten years like this is not all or nothing 2023 you don't have Kyler Murray to start the year so keeping an expensive DeAndre Hopkins who will you'll already be limited, learning a new scheme. I mean, go look at Brian Flores' first year in Miami. They started slow, and then they ramped up, right? I mean, the peak of this roster, maybe at the end of next year or in 2024, it's like, okay, now we're really cooking. Now we're back to contention. Kyler Murray's ready yeah. to go. You, you have to be forward-thinking. And the problem with time was that it was, <laughs> let's just make reactionary moves. Let's go right. all in. I I want to get a Super Bowl I for Miami. I think he home. can
1: compete any year, every year. Like, no, right. dude, that's not, not how it works.
0: T- not every team is trying to win the Super Bowl tomorrow. Right. And the Cardinals built the foundation of this roster on sticks and spit. It just—it was not foundationally sound. <laughs> right. It wasn't. It was old players. It was veterans. It was snap trades. It was bloated salaries. And then it was compounded and made worse by missing on draft picks, taking Robert Kimdichie over Chris Jones, busting on Jonathan Cooper, playing Hassan Redick at off-ball linebacker. I mean, they just, we've said it at nauseam. They just got to get back to basics, man.
1: Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. Right. And mm-hmm. it, and fortunately for the Arizona Cardinals, I think they got a really smart guy in the front office. Uh, who's going to be heading that up from yep. here on forward. I see Michael Thomas's name in the chat quite a bit. Jose brought him up. Uh, look, Michael Thomas is nice. Michael Thomas from a couple of years ago was great. Uh, he hasn't been the same since go find the next Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas was a second man. round pick. You get you get a second-round pick in return for DeAndre Hopkins, go out and draft the next guy that's going to rule the slot for the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Yeah, Joel in the chat. Cooper Cup was the third. A.J. Brown, yeah. Devon, um, Devontae Adams, right? D.K.
1: Metcalf. I mean, and there, there and are – uh, What's his name? Daniel Jeremiah's first mock draft, that that kid that was running all up and down Fiesta the Fiesta Bowl for TCU. TCU wideout, yeah. Quentin Johnston fell out of the first round. Yeah, there you Looking go. Looking pretty good
0: you're going to get a first round talent if you stick and pick at pick 35. That's yeah. going to be a player that was projected presumably to go in the first round. We got What so are we much talking time. like
1: 5-6 wide receiver out of um I don't know. What are we looking at like Valdosta State? Are we looking do at those bad. guys? No, this is a time for healing. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. I hope
0: Steve's doing well. I hope he's getting the help that he needs. We're getting the help that we need by I think Michael Bidwell getting it done. We're going to be live at Four Peaks tomorrow. Come by. Chat it up, special 4.30 start time with myself, Ball Brock. Hey, like this video. If you like what you're seeing, subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. And most importantly, subscribe to PHNX Cardinals wherever you get your podcasts. We, all, we don't only do live shows. We do audio-only shows. We did a loaded show on Sunday night, breaking all this down. We're bringing in special guests throughout the course of the offseason. We will be ready with breaking news when it happens, if it happens. And, hell, we're breaking news here with our guy, Howard Balzer, breaking the Sean Payton news. Go to gophnx.com. Become a diehard right now. Get 20% off all future events. Cop some free gear from the PHNX merchandise locker, a hat, a T-shirt. PHNX Cardinals, we don't take the offseason off. No, no, no. We own the offseason, Bob Rock.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Howard actually broke down what it all meant for Sean Payton, the news he broke himself yesterday. Highly recommend you check out that article, gophnx.com and hang out with us tomorrow. Did we get to the super chat from Brian? Do we want to get it before we get yeah. out of here? Let's Brian get Brian in the super chat, big thank you to you. Need to see Bidwell wink at Bo when Peyton is intro. Yeah. I mean, it would just complete it, right? Because when I asked him about it after he fired Cliff Kingsbury, we saw that Rye smile from. Him. Do we still?
0: Do we still have that that footage here, producer? I Am I? I don't nah, think we, we don't do have it anymore. I
1: don't believe we do, and that's okay uh, because it's I, it's oh, it's playing over and over it's in my head. It's embedded in my, my brain. You know.
0: You know what else is embedded in my brain? Casting a wide net with the Arizona Cardinals head coach. That's sir.
1: absolutely right. <laughs> We're not advocating for uh, fishing for dolphins, by the way, just because we've got a flipper noise in don't there. Come after us, Peta
0: just cast it. that the photoshop on my can we see that one more time Emma? bidwell looks authentic there like it that's does. that's the best part the hand thank you that that's that's tough but that's also <laughs> tough for anybody uh if you've ever used photoshop um thank you guys for hanging out on this tuesday we're ready to go whenever breaking news comes our way in the meantime. Like and subscribe for Bo Brock. I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you live tomorrow at Four Peaks. Be well, everybody.